it's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined once again by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm having a wonderful day, Richard. Thank you for asking me. Oh, that is great to hear, sir. And this is a very exciting episode as it's going to be Season 7 of Game of Thrones, one of the most popular television shows, dare I say, ever. No, no, that's that's quite accurate, I believe. Yeah, I think so. The, the, the numbers are off the friggin' charts for this season. I think 12, over 12 million people watched the last episode which is wow. insane. It's even even crazy for their metrics. So we have a lot to get to, and we might as well dive right into it now, shall we? Let's do it. This week in yeah. All right, right. we've been all over this for a long time now, but the latest in the Batman movie, it's just getting absurd. Like, it is such a joke with the DCEU, which again, I don't. we can say it a million times, but we want it to succeed. We are going to watch all of these movies. We love these characters. But the, the most recent thing, this came out, I think, just after our, our episode last week, but Matt Reeves was doing a podcast, the director of the upcoming Batman movie, and he was saying at first how the Batman's not going to be in the DCEU, but then he later tried to clarify it and said, well, no, Batman is... Of course, in the DC universe, but it's going to be its own thing, and it's just—it was even more confusing. I don't. All I know is that Ben Affleck's not going to be Batman. And all I know, you know what? Circle the wagons all you want. You know, you can tap dance around this. You can make a big show of it. I just need our listeners to know, and, and you know, Matt Reeves can say what he wants. The DC people can say what Ben Affleck can say what he wants. I'll right. tell you what, Richard. What's that? When the smoke clears, yeah, you were right. Thank you. You're going to be right, and Thank that's you. the end of the, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Because <laughs> Arvon D said so, and you were always Darn in my too. corner, and I'll never forget that. Uh, you magnificent bastard! I'll never ever forget that. <laughs> now this also leads me to believe another reason why the it may not be in the DCEU is because they're creating these other movies. They've already admitted to this that because there are so many great characters in, in DC, they don't want to be forced to only make them in this continuity because it can be difficult even marvel as good as they've been we've called them out for certain things about how well that doesn't make sense or what year is it like they've had they've had to kind of remap out you know what year the avengers took place and what year spider-man took place all that shit so they're going to make a standalone joker movie and apparently todd phillips who we all love from these comedy movies todd phillips might write and direct a standalone Joker like origin movie with Martin Scorsese as one of the producers. What do you make of this? Yeah. I make nothing of this. <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's one of those things like you know, fool me once kind of things with the you know the Suicide Squad and the Joker and stuff like that. I know it's not Leto, right? And this might be an unpopular opinion. I thought the suicide, I thought Leto as the Joker was fine. I thought it was an interesting take on it. How he was used was completely ridiculous and stupid. Yeah, they they didn't. And I think he he would even say that that like I was sold a bill of goods that you know I was supposed to do this and it never happened. So right, they used him to put it on the poster and on the trailer. They didn't use him for anything in the movie. Like that was such a letdown there. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, you hear Martin Scorsese and Todd Phillips, and if they do like. The problem is they or DC animated movies already did the killing joke and they sort of made right. their own twist and like the things that they changed were the worst parts of it. So I don't know that that's that seems so far off too. Like this could, they could even pull this thing off. 
And I'm going to say this right now, and this might be of a little uh, hot, chili hot take. Oh, boy. Which is a, a new, new thing I'm going to take. <laughs> Saying that Martin Scorsese is attached to anything meant something to me 20 years ago. It doesn't mean anything to me now. Oh, boy. You know what it says to me is that Leonardo DiCaprio is probably in it. Yeah, somehow, somewhere. But, you know, it's, you know I hear you. it doesn't mean nothing to me. It's not, it's not What have you same. done for me lately? I know. Speaking of what uh, you're doing for you lately, coming up on September 6th, Comedy Central is going to run every single South Park episode in order. The only show that'll be on for a week is just The Daily Show. If it's not The Daily Show at 11, it's going to be South Park in order. Spoiler alert. Skip like the first three days. <laughs> the first season was not. It got better. Let's just say. It got the, better. It, and it, and better. not only that. I'm a huge fan of what South Park does, oh, but course. it's like watching like the first season of The Simpsons. Like, why? Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, I know the first. Yeah, the first, the animation's off. At least the voices are the same with South Park. The voices in The yeah. Simpsons were all off. It's oh, they're all off. Just yeah. strange. But so if you're a South Park fan, like many of you are, you can jump in there for that whole week. In uh, coming up here in September, there's a new Stranger Things poster. We tweeted it out at Dork Podcast, really kind of mirroring, mirroring an old uh, Alien poster. I thought that was pretty cool. Do you think they're leaning too heavily on the nostalgia, the '80s nostalgia thing? Man, they told the line in season one, like it was so over the top with references and just them talking about certain things or just the imaging all around the the, the seat, like. I don't know. I liked it. I, I really liked it all of the first season, but it seems like they're really up in the ante here. Yeah, and that's, it's okay, uh, but to a point, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like, and then you ask yourself, like, do these kids even know like what they're talking about? No, they probably don't, no. They have no idea. No, they don't, but, I mean, their characters yeah. do. They're, what they're doing is they're playing a role. They're playing a, a child of it. the 80s. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> we also got a new image. Uh, this is also in the, uh, the Netflix category. We got a look at Punisher in his standalone movie, or I'm sorry, standalone series, and I'll tell you what, it's I don't know about it. It's got like a it's got like a corset feel. I tweeted out a picture, it his thing, and like you can sort of see like the the skull, like which is obviously yeah. what he's known for. But then it looks like he almost has like a bustier or like a breastplate. It's I don't know. It's funny when you when you tweeted that out. I I looked at it and I kind of like stepped back and like got like a like a wider view of it yeah. and i'm like i get what you're saying because like the way the eye sockets of the skull come they come like under his boobs yeah so it looks like it's like highlighting the man boobs yeah like it, like if a woman was wearing the same thing like you'd be able to see her cleavage that's yeah. what it looks and like I, to me i was like i don't know if i like this i mean there's some there's some interesting articles coming out with john bernthal like talking about like this character and stuff and he there was one interesting thing he says that makes me hopeful for this show where he was talking about how like he doesn't really want anyone rooting for the Punisher. Like he thinks it's an interesting character, but it, in, at his core, he's like not a good dude. Uh, that's interesting. So I was like, you know what? I like that. Like I like the fact that you know we got a glimpse of that. Remember when he's like his court scene when they wanted to tell they wanted they wanted him to say it was like PTSD and you know like part of like him being a vet. And he's like, no, like fuck that. Like that's yeah. not what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, no, I, mean? I, so I think I, it'll be good. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm hopeful for this. Me too. I, I am pumped for this. I don't think they, they give us a release date yet. I think it's like November, though. I think that's what the plan's supposed to be. Yes. So I am uh, fired up for that. Also, in the Marvel umbrella, there was an image of the Wasp in the upcoming Ant-Man and the Wasp. It was very, very Ant-Man-y, very leathery, I guess I would say. I'll tell you what, though. That Evangeline Lilly is something else. Ooh, I'm a sucker. Wee. I am a sucker for... Well, since Lost, I've been a fan of her. Okay. But it's the dark eyes and, and the green, uh, the, the dark 
hair, green eyes combo. What a combo. Which, you know, as I married a blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl. So, yes. you know, that's, that's you know. I do. I get it. But I, yep. yep. <laughs> Dark hair, green eyes. I'm a big sucker for that. Jennifer Connelly. Yes, Vangeline please. Lily, you get what I'm doing. That I do. That is that is a nice lineup you get, you're you're forming. How about the yep. uh, Saturday Night Live season 43 is set to premiere on September 30th, and they're not messing around. They're going Ryan Gosling as the host, Jay Z as the musical guest. It's coming out swinging. Yeah, awesome. Yep, that should be pretty good. I'm and Ryan Gosling's actually really good. The last time he was, I He's remember funny. seeing him on. Do you see the thing where he did like the hot dad at the sleepover? Yes, that was good. That was that was hilarious. I thought yeah. that was one of the funnier skits of the year. I was in on that. Now, this is something that I don't know if you wanted to save it for pick of the podcast, Davey, but uh, Toby Hooper passed away at the age of 74. He, of course, the uh, the writer, director of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He also directed uh, Poltergeist, um, amongst other films. And yep. uh, This was my pick of the pod. Total screw job, <laughs> by the way. Horror icon, though, Toby Hooper. Yeah, horror icon. So is, it's kind of your thing. It's kind of your area. That's true. I do I do enjoy him. Also, uh, this came out, I think, yesterday. Super Troopers 2 had a teaser. And you know what really – we already announced last week, or they announced, and then we reported it on the podcast that it is going to be out on 420 of next year. Uh, no surprise there, I guess. Get but, it? Yeah, no, I do. It's a weed thing. The, yep. You know what my biggest takeaway was from watching the teaser was that all of these guys – look remarkably the same from like 2001 or like whenever the super troopers came out 2005 i believe oh was it was it that long oh okay yeah but either so 12 years you would think some of you know somebody's gonna get really fat or somebody's gonna look old like they all look great like they look they look the same they look they look exactly the same and if you what's funny is that like part of the joke of like the wet hot american summer series is how awful oh yeah some of them look and they're supposed to be like younger you know what i mean so that so it's it's a remarkable that they've, um, you know, you can't Farber can't really get fat because he was already no, he fat. Was, you know what fat. I mean? But he looks good. The, the guys yeah. look good. So I uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. Again, I don't know if it's a theater movie for me, but I will I'll definitely see it at some point. Yep. Are you ready, sir, for the next part? Hit me. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, sir. What do you got? Well, I got a couple things, but I'm going to try to keep it under a minute this time because I know we got a lot of we had a lot of stuff to do. Sure do. Um, hitting all the consoles, so we got a big uh, Mario and Rabbids uh, game is is a game that exists for the Nintendo Switch, and people are making some noise about it. So that comes out this week. You into that? You into Mario and the the I, Rabbids? I do like Mario. I don't know what the hell you mean by the Rabbids. You know, like the the rabbits that were in like Rayman, the Rayman rabbit, the, the, the little cartoon rabbits that jump around and. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, that's if, a thing. if it's Mario, it's for me. I, I like I like Mario. It's a me, since a Mario. Are, yeah, you got that. Yeah. Since since we are biased, I will mention that what just went live today, as we speak, is going live right now. Is Overwatch has released their team deathmatch and free for all modes. You into that? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yes. So we can go full DPS and just start, you know, cranking. So we don't oh. have to move a payload. We don't have to secure a point. Mm. We just point and shoot at people. Point and shoot. Because season five is in the books, I believe. Yeah. Season okay. five is in the books right. as of yesterday, okay. the 28th, I right. believe, right. at right. midnight, or 11.59. So, so that's all done. We got up to gold the way we were supposed to. Yep, we um, did. And we are promised a revamped ranking system uh, next, next season. So we're looking forward to that. The key is hopefully. we need to, we need to do our placement matches together so we don't get yes. boned. But anyway, absolutely. 
Um, and the biggest news of all, Richard, um, yes, is yes. that, and I will probably have a hands-on by the time we do our next podcast, is Destiny 2 okay. drops next week. Nice. So a lot of buzz about this game. I played the open beta. It was good. Um, we're promised some other things. I did play the Call of Duty beta as well, and that was meh. Ooh, okay. Not 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 huge on that, but some people really liked it. I didn't really care for it, but teach their own. Okay. So that's what I got for the video game minute this week. There you go. That's the uh the DVGM as the kids are calling it, the Davy video game minute. And we move on now to the topic du jour, Ryan. And what may I ask is that, my friend? Well, that of course is the topic of the day, and it is Game of Thrones season 7. And normally what we do, uh, if it's a movie or a television show, is we go non-spoilers first, then we go spoilers. But again, I feel like with this show, people don't mess around. They don't put it off. They certainly wouldn't start a podcast like this if they haven't seen it. So what do you think of just going all spoilers? If you haven't seen this this show, this series, and you're not up to date and it's Tuesday – um, after the it's the last episode ended on Sunday, you can just get the fuck out of here. Okay. Is that too strong? Spoilers! 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 Here come the spoilers! So just a fair warning to everybody, we are going spoilers. Uh, Ryan, let me ask you right out, of the, right out of the gate here, what did you think of the season? A solid season. Uh, if we're going stones, I would go five of six, five out of six. Ooh, okay, all right. Because you know what, I like I like where this is coming from. I think this is going to be a more positive take than you might get yep. on other podcasts or on other YouTube channels or on other blog posts. Because Davey, since since episode one or two, when people started complaining, I, I mean of this season, started complaining of time jumps and how quickly people can travel. You were you were the first guy out there saying. Just shut up and enjoy it. Yeah, and the other thing, there were, I would say, this season, unlike the other seasons, had like the highest of highs and probably one of the lowest points of the series yeah. in this season. So that's why, yeah. it's, for me, it's five out of six instead of six out of six. Yes. Uh, I, I would probably agree with you. There's definitely things that you can nitpick, but there are definitely a lot of really memorable moments. Uh, certainly, I think it was episode four had just a ton of them. This yep. last episode did. The penultimate episode did. Let's start this way. I think it's a good way of sort of understanding what happened in the season when you take a look at which main characters died. So this is sort of the uh, the R.I.P. in season seven, and then feel free we can jump in and we can talk about their deaths as we go here. But yep. uh, Olena Tyrell died, and probably a, a pretty gangster way to die as well. Old lady Tyrell, Marjorie's grandmother, uh, she drinks the poison because you know you know her, her time is up. That's gonna that's gonna do it for her. But she gives Jamie a little information that maybe uh, that Cersei and Jamie did not know. So she's dead, but she she went out with a bang, and probably the, one of the more meaningful deaths. Yes, in the in the entire series, this seventh series. So I uh, I was sad to see her go. She was one of my favorites. I thought she was a bit of a boss, as as the kids say. She was. So it was, it was very sad, but the Lannisters had to get their money some way, right? They did, and House House Tyrell is uh, in the dumps. Uh, House, a lot of houses, actually, as you're seeing. A lot of houses go down. Are a mess, including House uh, Martell, you know, the Sands, uh, three of them. The the, the Lady Sands, they were all I feel like their storyline was just kind of up. It was almost surprising, you know, that that they didn't die last season, but this season they get their comeuppance. They do, and it was a long time coming. Yeah, it it was. And uh, And you know what? I don't have a lot of sympathy there because to get at Cersei – 
I understand wanting to get at Cersei. She's she's a great villain. She's a, she's a bad character. But her daughter didn't do a single like her daughter was the opposite of Joffrey. Although we didn't see her right. a ton, but she was a sweet girl. And so to get at her, uh, to get at Cersei, they killed her. So okay, then Cersei's going to get you back for that. And so I felt I felt no no remorse. And it's funny, Cersei does a really interesting job in this whole series where you hate her for a while, and yet she also has come across on a couple of occasions as sympathetic. And that was one of the one of the best parts about the last Sand Snake dying, um, with uh, the the Martell chick watching watching her daughter. Yeah, and she she gave her the same poison, and she said, "You're going to watch her die." And he ordered and she ordered people to not move the body. So he's like, you know what? You're gonna she's gonna die in front of you, and then I'm gonna keep her there, and you're gonna stare at her for until you die. I mean, that's just cold. But that's badass, though. But it's like it if is someone, badass. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. If completely. someone did that to you, you would do the same thing. I absolutely eye for an eye. Classic eye for an eye is what yep. that is right there. Uh, Benjamin Stark, he died heroically. Anything on Benjamin Stark? Uh, yeah, I just like. Just kind of like a deus ex machina kind of thing. Like, you, you had to get Jon Snow out of there somehow, so you just plug in a character you haven't seen in, like, a season. Yeah, and he's, you know he's, got, I mean? like he's that got a was, weird That was kind of lame. Yeah, kind of lame. Kind of uh, convenient Yeah, is what it ended up being. A couple of big deaths here. Randall and Dickon Tarly. House Tarly, not completely gone, obviously. We'll get to that. But Randall, the father, Dickon, the brother of Samwell, both die via dragon fire. Which is which was a great way to die, and yeah. also the my front runner for the best name of this of Dick this on? series. Dickon. Dickon. <laughs> <laughs> so they're both dead. Just fun to say. Just rolls off the tongue. Thoros of Mir. He died north of the wall. Thoros of oh. Mir. Of course, he was a badass. Part of that magnificent seven group that went north. That were great. Yep, now, and I think we discussed on the, on yeah. the recap too. We knew one of them wasn't at least one of them wasn't making it, and, and it ha- it know. made sense that it would be him because say Beric Dondarrion died again. Well, you just bring him right back. Thoros right. would just revive him right back. But now he can't. Now you also no right, definitely exactly. can't. Yeah, so now it's like he might be down to his last life. I think yeah, I think even the Hound says that to Beric. Like you're you're yeah. dealing with one life now. Now uh, we lose a dragon. We lose a goddamn dragon. That was the biggest loss. You want to add them all up, you know, Ned Stark, Rob Stark, anybody you want on this, you know, Tommen, well, nobody like Tommen, but all these different deaths that we have seen throughout the show, the dragon's the worst one. And it was, I was... Viserion, I, I believe? Viserion, yeah. Viserion. I was screaming at the television, along with my wife. We were just like, go! Like, just like screaming, go! Like, get at, out like, of there. Get out, you know what I mean? Like, Brutal. What is the, Viserion's not even paying attention. No. You know, no, pay attention. He's just—he's out there for a fly. It's like, no, no, no. That guy's got a spear, and he's going to chuck it at you. Just—that was heartbreaking. And then, obviously, now you know they're using him as a weapon against them. That's brutal. That's going to be amazing when Daenerys sees that the dragon has been brought back as a walker. That's going to be nuts. And she's going to lose her mind. She's going to lose her shit for sure. And then in the last episode, Littlefinger. Who I thought was gonna—I thought he was gonna make it. I thought this guy was a survivor. He's made it through seven seasons, or almost through seven full seasons. But the uh, Stark girls get together, and Littlefinger dead. And it's about time. Like there were two characters on, on, in this season who I, I needed to die, or at least one of them. 
And there's still one out there who I need to die because I hate him so much. But Littlefinger was up there for me. Yeah. He's kind of a fucking and his his whispery voice. Well, and that's a different. Every time they cut to him, it's a different accent. Every time they 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 throw it over to him. But I do. There's part of it like I love the badass guys and like we've debated over who would win in a fight and all this stuff. But in that world, to have guys like Littlefinger and have guys like Varys who and even Tyrion who have to do everything with their mind, like I do like those guys too. Like they're fascinating. And like was, yeah, how, how it was like revealed finally to well at least a handful of people get the idea that the Starks and the Lannisters only hate each other because of Littlefinger. Like that right. whole thing got started by Littlefinger and and. You know who, like the Tarleys, and and uh, you know that whole thing. It's not Tarley. The um, who the hell am I thinking of? Uh, Lysa Aaron and yep. whatever the hell. Uh, but like all of that, that was started because of him, and now that seems to be like one of the great wars, one of the great house versus house we've seen in this entire uh, series. It's been ridiculous. And not only that, but like he's the one who handed her over to the Boltons. Yeah, right. Like, so that whole thing she went through. Yeah, so he deserved to hit. die just just for that alone. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, you know what I mean. And then you're trying to tell me you, you tell me you love me. <laughs> yeah, yeah get, are you kidding me? Get out of here. Um, yeah. So, what was your favorite part? What would you say is the best part of this season? I loved the scene where because you knew. Okay, in the last two episodes, when you saw like the big battles, and you saw, you knew the dragons were coming for John, and we call them the Magnificent Seven. You knew the dragons were coming for them. But the, I think it was in episode four when, Jay, when they were taking the gold back to King's Landing with Jamie and Braun, and yeah. the dragon like came out of nowhere. Like that, that was awesome. That was sick. like that was my favorite scene of the whole thing. And then you know Jamie's like went into the abyss, into that huge chasm that existed in a knee deep water. But that to me, like that was the best scene for me for for the entire season. That was really good. I, I think there was just like a lot of part like. As you're starting to see Arya develop into just an unbelievable, like an unbelievably skilled fighter and like an like an assassin, like she's stone, yeah. like she she kills all of the Freys, like she kill House Frey goes down oh, yeah. I mean, because of Arya Stark. Seriously, the first first scene of the fucking series is like that. That's what that was, and that was awesome. Yeah, so I I absolutely love that uh, part of it. Was I thinking of maybe I was thinking of the Tullys? Who the hell was I thinking of? No, Tully's. Ca- uh, that was Catelyn. No, you're the Aaron. You're right. Was it Aaron? Aaron? Anyway, that's yeah. that's gonna bug the me. Veil. People are gonna correct yeah. me. I, I I screwed that up. But no, but I think Arya uh, just becoming a complete badass. The fray, that whole thing, I loved. And then just so we got so much dragons in battle. Like before, you know, like we'd seen them fly around occasionally. We've seen them chained up for God's sakes. That was always pissing yep. me off. So this was such a good payoff, and they looked great. Like the the CGI was awesome. And you see them just lighting shit up, like whether it was that you know the battle there uh, with with the Lannisters or just anything, even even this last episode, like when she arrives, when Daenerys arrives to meet Cersei, and I just love when people when you get their perspective of seeing a dragon for the first time and how they're yeah. just like, holy fuck, like this is real, like these are these actually exist, like I just love all of that stuff. And I thought that the. Uh Lena Headey, the woman who plays Cersei, did a really yeah. good job of like being really impressed, but trying not to look impressed. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, you, you could tell what exactly like, what she, she was supposed like, to feel like. Yeah, like she yeah. wasn't going to lose her shit, but you could tell just like in her eyes that she was like, "Okay, this is this is serious." Yeah. <laughs> so that was good. Uh, what would you say the worst part of the season was? Okay, 
Uh, it's. I mean, this is this is the low hanging fruit. So I'm just going to say the Ed Sheeran cameo was the, the worst. Fuck. Like it's not even close. And I said at the beginning, like this this season had the highest highs and the lowest. That was probably the low point of the entire show. Not just this season, but the entire show. Because not only was it like Ed Sheeran is probably one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Right, the kid just won a VMA for like the best, like artist of the year. Like he's one right. of the biggest pop right. stars in the world. To put him in this show, not only cheapens the show, right? Yes. But the scene he was in was fucking pointless. It meant nothing. We never saw him again. We never saw those people again. He didn't like help Arya like get anywhere. It was it was used. Now some would say. Maybe the conversation that they had, maybe it softened Arya a little bit. That might be the only argument. Just like, I forget what the exact words were, but, you know, she didn't end up killing all of them. So you, you saw, like, a little bit more of a human side. But I'm with you. I wrote that down, too. Like, that was that was crap. And that's not something that they do. Like, we've heard, like, there have been other kind of cam- other famous people have appeared in Game of Thrones, but I don't believe they've ever had a line or just, like, a no, useless scene. No, and they've been scene. in, like, disguise. Yeah, like, they didn't get, like, a useless scene dedicated to them. No, and, like, you clearly saw his face. Like, they zoomed, like, it was, like, tight shots of his face. You, like, knew it was him. He was singing. The second he opened his mouth to sing, I knew it was him. He was singing. So, yeah, I I would say the dragon dying was, like, the real worst part. But then, but, like, it was necessary for the show. Like, clearly it was necessary because now they got a, you thought they were serious before with all the walkers. Like, now they have a goddamn dragon and they can take the wall down. But. Just the Ed Sheeran thing, I'm, I'm with you. Like that was that was a, that was a low other, point of season seven. And the only other two I would mention again, I mentioned the thing with Benjamin. Like that seemed pretty convenient that he would show up at yeah, that time. Yeah, it's like okay, and that's fine. And the other thing too that like the Brand's character kind of pissed me off, and not because the kid was bad, and not because I don't like that character. It's just that he was weird. And then like he's sitting talking with Sam in the last scene of the last episode. And he's like, I can see everything. And then Sam had to, like, correct him. Right. You know what I mean? Where he's like, no, actually, I read something that said that. Yeah, they got married, know, Rygar Targaryen, they got his marriage annulled, and then he married yeah. but Leanna Stark. So, like, he's like, well, if Bran can see everything, how the hell did he not know that? Yeah, he missed that. He missed a pretty important part, I would say. Yeah, he's so, like, his, so his name's Sand. He's like, actually, no, it's not. It's Targaryen. Like, Sam had to correct him. Right. Exactly. Which, yeah. Um, who would you say was the MVP of the season. Drogon. Yeah, Drogon. Drogon was legit. You'd have to give the Night King props. Like, again, yeah. you're rooting against him. Hard but to root for the enemy. but It is, but he was, he was legit. I, I would say Arya, like for me, is on there. And you know who, who, who was fast rising on my list of favorite characters was Beric Dondarrion. Oh yeah, you know, for sure. flaming sword for Christ's sake, flaming and sword. And how he just like how he lit it like every like, time that was badass. Just like light, like lights it with his hand. He's got an, he's rocking an eye patch. You know he's seen some shit. So I am I'm very pro Beric Dondarrion. And every time that the Hound tells someone to fuck off, I like giggle every time just how he says it. Yeah, just he so is, matter of factly, it's awesome. It's he, awesome. He is like I I'm not a huge Hound fan. I feel like he's overrated in battle. Like every time we've brought it up before. We always get tweets being like, "What about the Hound? Like the Hound would kick ass." I'm like, "Eh." He almost loses, and he and he lost. Uh, like, we've seen Brienne him lose. almost killed him. Yeah, Brienne almost killed him. His brother almost killed him. Like, uh, I'm sure Arya could kill him now. Like, I'm not. He's good. He and I, I do. I do like his voice. You're right. Like the way he get. He hates everybody. Like, 
fuck off. Like, every time someone says anything to him, he's like, fuck off. By the way, Hound uh, approaching Mountain in this last episode, that was pretty sweet. I was waiting for it to pop off right there, too. What I was the, like, all right. What do you think of the goddamn Mountain looking like Darth Vader? Uh, we're getting to that. Holy smoke. So Clegane Bowl put off to another season, but we're definitely getting that. Yep. Like, that's what they were setting up there. All right, so with the MVP, uh, you got Drogon. I'll go either Arya or the Night King. What about the LVP, that, of course, being the least valuable player? So I have a bunch here, but one of the people I, I mentioned was uh, the Mountain. Like, we have waited. This, he has not lifted a finger to do, and maybe it's because of his size that he doesn't have to, but he hasn't done anything. No. Well, what did you think of Cersei kind of nodding to the Mountain to kill Jaime? And he pulled his gun. Uh, he pulled his gun. He pulled his uh, his sword out, and then he put it right back in. Cause I, I don't know. I don't know what that was all about. You know, certainly not games. killing Jamie. Mind yeah, it's just games. Like, and he's like, he like called her bluff. He's like, you're not going to do anything. Yeah, you're not going to do sh- dick all. You're not going to do yeah, dick you're, on Tarly. Yeah, you're not going to do dick on Tarly. <laughs> uh, but in terms of LV, uh, LVP, yeah. one of the and again might be hot take. Uh, I was not a fan. I am a huge fan of this character, and he let me down all season, and that's Tyrion. I, he's on my list as well. Absolutely right. He's still one of my favorites. He's still in my, my top five favorite characters, but he he had a lot of misses this year. He was he's, bad. And he's slipping. He's he, slipping. He's slipping. What the hell? Are we going to get an explanation for that, or is he just like a, a guy who loses his fastball? Just all of a sudden, you're like, well, eh, that's not the same anymore. Yeah, I think he's he's Gaga. I think he's letting that that blind him a little bit. You think um, that's what that? So do you think at the end? I know we're jumping around here, but whatever. It's, it's hard to talk about seven plus hours of episodes. Yeah. You think he likes Danny, and now he's steaming that Snow is in the, in there. And I think he's a little bit bummed out that he's he's lost her trust and lost her ear a little bit. Yeah, I well, think that bugs him. It's too um, many missteps, bro. Hand. Yeah, yeah. You can't you know you can't fuck up like that and expect not to have any consequences. It's a know? good call. That's a but, good point. Yeah. Um, but the other thing too is like, yeah, he's wrong. Like, he, when have you ever seen him be like dead wrong? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think we ever have. This is it. This this whole season, it's been misstep and bad. Like, two or three different battles, and then he he advises Daenerys to not go north of the Wall. So that would have killed Jon Snow. Yes, and uh, everybody else. And maybe and like there are people saying maybe that's what he wanted. Maybe he did. He wanted Jon Snow out of the picture. Oh boy. You know, so there's, yeah. there's that that gray area with Tyrion that we get from time to time. Oof. The other people who kind of let me down this season, uh, Sansa, I was it was just annoying until the end. Yeah, she she, I think she me. redeemed herself at the end with, and, and she yeah. had some really good stuff. But you're, yeah, early on, and then the 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 character who I hate more, I would say more than Littlefinger is Theon. Yeah, he was on my list too. Terrible. Like, fuck, just kill him. Now like, he's somebody, tr- like he's so pathetic, just. And, like, I think he just wants someone to kill him at this He's point. He's trying to redeem himself. Like, he was trying yeah. to. Yeah, he definitely wants to die. I, I thought, I'm like, they're giving this guy way too much screen time. So they're obviously setting up, like, a Greyjoy versus Greyjoy at some point next year because you learn that Euron isn't completely taking off, and he might still have uh, Yara. And so now Theon has to go get him. But wouldn't the guy that Theon got into a fight with, wouldn't that guy know that he doesn't have a dick? Yeah, I mean, he why should would, know that, right? Why, yeah, because they all make fun of him. Why would he knee him there for like five times? I don't know. What are you doing? And and you know what? Like, if you kick if you kick a guy with the, it's still gonna hurt. Like, how did that not even affect him at all? Yeah, that right. Like, no matter what you got down there, it's still I don't know. It would it would yeah. hurt. Yeah, but Theon's I'm with you. He's he sucks. He was he was a coward, and uh, and it's weird. Like they got like 
uh, Cersei's people all lined up, and then you have Daenerys's people all lined up, and like Theon is like representing like yeah. the Greyjoy still. And you're like, dude, like you don't belong here. Like you're, you're I actually not said it them. out loud. Like they were, they showed the scene with them sailing to King's Landing, and uh, someone's, I think John's asking Tyrion questions about King's Landing, and he's like, how many people live here, and you know all right. that stuff. A million. And in the background, you see Theon Greyjoy, and I'm like, what the fuck is he doing there? Yeah, get out of there, man. You're like, get out of here. Yeah, like stinks. go in the, you're in like the JV boat, like back there. Like stinks. get back there. Stinks. Get out of the shot. Yeah, anybody else uh, LVP? I got, I got, I'm with you. I got Theon and Tyrion. Other than Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran, also LVP. <laughs> For show. Uh, yep. Rookie of the year, it may be unopposed, but probably Euron Greyjoy. Like, he was a guy who, again, he's a, he's be, he's, he's a villain, but he was pretty good. He was pretty entertaining. He's a psycho, too. I like, a, I like a, a little crazy. He's a loose cannon, I mean? and I, I like that octopus uh, logo. I kind of like their flag. You like that? I like that. It's a good house flag, I would say. Yep. I'm gonna. So my updated after season seven, my updated five favorite characters are Arya, Tyrion, Beric Dondarrion, Tormund, and I might go Jamie Lannister. I really like Jamie okay. Lannister. Coming and, around on Jamie. I think Jamie's starting to get it. What did you th- do? You think? Ne- yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like he probably is floored that Cersei is making is in cahoots with Euron. Who I think, again, I've been saying this since uh, day one here, that if Cersei is pregnant, she may not be, but if she is, I feel like Euron knocked her up. And then now Jamie is, can't believe what Cersei is doing. So Jamie might be running to the other side here soon. I think she's full of shit. I think, one, like you said, I think you know she did the deed with, uh, with, with Greyjoy. Oh, yeah. Two, Probably he on the really high seas. split. Yeah. And he's not going to get some mercenary army. Oh, you, you think he's just he's bounced? I think she, I I just think Cersei's bluffing. I I don't think she's she's got anything, and I I think she's planning on Jamie. If I were Jamie, I would take the army and go because they're not going to listen to her. They're going to listen to him. That's true. They need to get out there, and they need to they need to kill these White Walkers. Like they're going to need yeah. them, or it won't be realistic that they can win. They have like a hundred thousand White Walkers. They got the Night King riding a dragon. Like they need all the fucking help they can get at this point. Yeah, and I I think you know it's it's going to be interesting, but I think I think Cersei's bluffing. And the, yeah, I think she's probably full of shit too. Here's some other uh, and, if, and again weigh in with whatever you got too, like whether uh, questions, comments, different theories that are out there. One, I don't know if you have an answer to this one. Why are some walkers clearly intelligent and like blue eyed, like the Night King, and then others are just like zombies from like horror movies? So maybe it's like. Who, how long they've been dead? Okay. Or who turned them? Okay. You know what I mean? So like the more, like if the Night King turns you, you're somehow like more powerful than if like some underling did. Yeah, and it's pretty clear at this point too. If they can kill the Night King, the dragon will die, and so will probably thousands and thousands of others. Others. Well, you got to figure he, all of his generals, like he probably turned them. So yeah. like, all, if you get him, they all die. Do you want him to be somebody that we've heard of, or, or can he just be like a like an unknown? So the, I've read this really weird theory that like him and Bran are connected. Oh yes, I've I've read that too. I don't want that to be the case. That's too. I don't want that to be weird. the case either. Yeah. But it makes if you watch like like from what they wear to like how you know how they move and what they look like, like it kind of makes sense. So oh there's that God. theory out there that Bran is somehow connected. That the Three-Eyed Raven is connected to the Night King. That is bananas. But it makes sense because, like, didn't the Children of the Forest created the Night King? Yes, they did. 
Yes, they did. And they also were part of the Three-Eyed Ravens crew. So it makes oh. sense in that respect. Yeah, okay. I got, I got the other, that. The other bonkers thing I've heard, too, is that Tyrion is actually a Targaryen. I like that. Well, Tyr- I've heard that one. Tyrion's a Targaryen. Or it could be the other way, and it could be Jaime and Cersei could actually be Targaryens. Yeah. Right? So like they're, what- they're probably only half-brothers, like Tyrion and Jaime. Clearly, but the the thing that makes that makes me lean more towards Tyrion is that everybody who's tried to birth a Targaryen who is not a Targaryen has failed. Oh, is that true? So you think about it, like Tyrion was born un- under duress and his mother died. Correct. John's mother died. Khal Drogo's kid died. You know what I mean? So like the people who Oof. are not, so basically the Targaryens can only mate within the line oh you know what that makes a ton of sense then because so then now because daenerys has been going on and on and on about how she can't have a kid but now that she's getting knocked up by a targaryen they'll have an incest baby and yeah and we've seen that incest babies are are fully functional and you know they're right not the same as well you know so it's right and like it'll be in the bloodline you're like her and khal drogo's kid did you mention that right Yeah, yeah okay her and khal drogo's kid died um, because she needs oh that's so gross like the, tar- <laughs> the targaryens yeah. have to mate with other targaryens i think you're yeah. onto something though that is so that so that theory is actually getting legs and that's why Tyrion is is not like his brother and sister and his mother died giving birth to him he just happened to survive you know what that also means is that Tyrion can knock up danny that's true and that's and that's why he was uh, he doesn't I, I don't think he knows no but, I, I doubt it i doubt he knows that yeah now do you think that that's great. I think we've I think we've hit on something here though. Now, do you think Samuel Tarley, once he finds out that John's girlfriend murdered his brother and father, do you think that's going to bother him at all? No, he hates them. <laughs> you think he hates Dickon? I know he hates Randall. I don't know if he hates. No, Dickon. I think he'll be sad. I think he'll be sad about that. And yeah. I think, but I that's still weird to me that he doesn't know that okay. he's the head of that house. Um, before we get to predictions for the eighth and final season, and then we and also time out. Why yeah. didn't Brand tell him? Why didn't Brand tell tell Samwell that he's the head of the household now? I don't know. Maybe Brand doesn't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, something's up with Brand, or maybe that scene was just too short. Like they they, they did jam a lot of things into this season. Like it was they only did. seven episodes, so they had to shoehorn some stuff in. Um, do you have any other questions, comments, theories before we get to predictions for next year? Uh, let's see. Question, comments, theories. Did I have anything written down? Because I also have uh, a. Other I have than a, just like you know what you know what fuck Ed Sheeran and his angelic yeah. voice. No, that's good. I also have a lot of stuff upcoming here. Two of our other Game of Thrones experts, Shark and Nicole, who have both weighed in on podcasts and YouTube videos. Uh, they answered a lot of questions. I sent them a brief questionnaire, and we're going to get to all of that here in a second. But first, predictions for the eighth and final season. The one we always get to start with is who dies next. Who's the next character to die? At Clegane, ooh, one, I think we're going to get the we're going to get one the the bull. It's going to come. Yeah, and uh, I think one of them, if not both of them, go. But a Clegane is probably going to die. My biggest concern now they do swerve you because for a while Jorah Mormont looked like he was going to die. Then he beat Grayscale, but then right now Tormund and Beric both look like they're about to die. But I wonder if they're able to hang on a little bit longer. I kind of like I I kind of like maybe Hound or Mountain. Uh, them going now 
my prediction. Now we don't know. We yeah. don't know if if Barrick and Tormund are dead, right? No, we have no idea. Like we haven't seen okay. it. So I, I'm operating under they're still alive, but they could die in the first episode of next season. Yeah. Uh, I think we will get Hounded Mountain, like we said. I do think that Jamie ends up killing Cersei. What do you think of that theory? Uh, I have a I have a different theory, but it, it, it's off the wall. Um, it's so here's here's my theory. Ready? Yes. Jamie takes his army north. Okay. Um, he dies. Jamie dies. Okay. Yep. And then Arya kills Cersei as Jamie. Oh, if she could get Jamie's face. Oh, I like yep. that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. You like that you one? You know, it's funny. I was one of my predictions I had written down here was that Jon Snow will of course impregnate Danny, but I thought she would die during childbirth. But now after hearing that theory, I think that's a hundred percent correct. I, I think now the child <laughs> will not die. But I do think that Daenerys I love the Mad Queen theory. I do think she goes nuts. And so she might get on the throne for like maybe an episode. Or maybe half an episode, and, and, and she'll die in there. Maybe it's seeing the zombie dragon that pushes her over the edge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I would push anybody over the edge. You see a zombie yeah. dragon, you'd, you'd go nuts. And the, well, the only other thing I said is that you're gonna uh, you're gonna see John ride uh, Rigal, the other dragon. Yeah, especially now that there's only two. I think John yeah. and Danny will ride the dragons together. Who will end? And that is not a euphemism, but that would be a cool one, right? Oh, it would be. They oh, were, me and her were, are gonna ride the dragon. They were riding the dragon last episode. Although they kept saying they kept going Brand's like, Yeah, that they're related. They're related. So you know what they call that? We get it, Brand. Shut up. <laughs> they call that a confused boner when you get one of those. You're like, wait a minute, am I supposed to like this or not like this? What's happening right now? I was so I saw some like internet meme that was like uh it's like season one, like ew, incest, and then season seven, yay, incest. It really is. It absolutely yeah. is being celebrated at this point. Uh <laughs> The last question, Ryan, who will end the show on the Iron Throne? Oh, boy. How about a, uh, a reluctant John? I wonder if they do time jump and if it's just John and Danny's kid. Maybe. And that's what I'm and maybe wondering. there's your spinoff yeah. series. Who knows? That's, that's what I'm kind of – that's my, my lame prediction right there. All right, here we go. We've got to get through these. Words from both Shark and Nicole. Let's start with Nicole. I asked her what the best part of the season was. She says either Danny's dragons or Sansa and Arya killing Littlefinger. She also says that she needs to rewatch the entire season before she can fully answer that question. Okay, worst part of the season, according to Nicole, how rushed everything felt and how there were so many episodes with little character development. I think if they had added five minutes to each episode and used the dialogue to propel the story better, it would have been all that was needed. And then she also asked, why did they have to give up the John and Danny scene intermixed with a constant reminder that they are aunt and nephew? I did not need that scene <laughs> ruined because she was a big proponent of them getting it on. But you're right. That is yeah. a little weird. Uh, her comment, uh, she thought the, the White Walker dragon was nuts. She said, I'm excited that the last episode really set up season eight, in my opinion, to get back to more of a character-driven plot on the Game of Thrones. This season was good, but it reminds me of a filler to get you to the end, sort of like Harry Potter Deathly Hollows Part 1 or Mockingjay Part 1. I'm fine with that, and I think we have a good setup leading into Season 8. Everyone is where they need to be. The storylines have all been established. I do not know what to make of Jon's comments to Danny that he would not believe an old witch, the Miri Mazdor prophecy. Does this mean that the showrunners are telling us we cannot believe all prophecies? What about Azor Ahai or the prince who was promised? Are we to take this sign from the show that we are not to have a lot of stock in these prophecies? Maybe Azor Ahai is the uh, is the child. 
Yeah, could be. Yep, could be. Uh, she also says, I loved the Bran Sam scene. I was laughing out loud. That was so well done. When Sam asks him what happened beyond the wall, and Bran says, I became the three-eyed raven. Sam, and then Sam's reaction to it. That's true. That was really You good. know, I, and it's funny. Like, I, I just pictured pictured Sam while doing like, something like, oh, I'm the three-eyed raven. And him saying something like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then just kind of like backing out. Yeah, <laughs> that, okay, man. That's well, fun. see you later. I'm learning to be a maester. <laughs> like, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Here's some questions from Nicole. Uh, what are we to make of Tyrion at the end? Is he in love with Danny? Is he upset that Jon Snow is banging his queen? Is there now going to be a rivalry between Jon and Tyrion? I think Tyrion's going to bail. I think, really? Yep. I think, I mean, he has not done very well. And then he no. says, what did he and Cersei talk about? Did he turn on Danny? See, I was wondering all along, like, we've said this, that Tyrion is so smart and has always made the right decision that to have multiple missteps, I, I'd find it really hard to believe that him and Cersei would be lined up with each other, but like something's off with him. Yeah, he's not so, doing very well right now. Then she says, He needs to have a drink, is what he needs. Right. Is uh, Tormund or Beric Dondarrion dead? I think we both already said. I hope not. Not this second that they're not. Uh, <laughs> does this mean a Brienne and Jamie reunion? You think if Jamie decides to go into battle, maybe him and Brienne get, oh, yeah. get fresh? Big time. Where is Gendry? Good question. Baratheon. He made yep. it back. I mean, made it back to the wall. Maybe he's still resting from it because he had to sprint back to the wall. Yeah, he was flying. Uh, okay, this is a good question, too. What did you make of the Sansa Arya storyline? When do you think Sansa figured it all out? I think it was not until Arya headed, handed her back the dagger after playing the game of faces. Uh, she said, I cried during the Arya Sansa scenes. They made me so happy. Here's, here's one thing. And I, I liked a lot of Arya Sansa, but. I felt like they probably were on the same page earlier than they showed on the show. And I feel like, you know, sometimes it often happens in horror movies or like whodunit movies where they're literally just trying to fool the audience. Like I, I got that sense that like Arya and Sansa were probably planning something, but they were like, let's make it seem like they might kill each other up until the end. So it's like a big, oh shit moment. That's what I felt like. And I think where where it kind of all fell into place for Sansa was when, which she said she said it back to him actually. But Littlefinger said like the game he played, yeah, where you think of people's like motivations and stuff, and then she's like, "Well, why the hell are you here?" That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was good. No, and I she think said oh, it back to him. Yeah, overall it was good. Yeah. Now Nicole also said next to die. She says I do not think both John and Danny make it out of season eight. I think Cersei dies at some point. I wonder if John has to kill Danny or something like that. I think a lot of people die next season. I predict that the White Walkers are done by the third or fourth episode, and then we deal with the actual thrones. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that's that's and that's interesting too. That like that has to ha- we need a lot of there's a lot of things that need to be resolved. So you need to get the White Walker thing out of the way first. Would you be okay if the White Walkers just killed everybody? Uh, not everybody. I think it would be fucking nuts. Like, what a what what a decision to kill every single character and just have zombies ruling. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. I think there there'd be such a backlash. People would be so mad. But I think it would be hilarious. And it would be worse if it was like just all a dream. You know, like, uh, that would one be of those. To that, yeah, one of those. Yeah, it's like a brand. It's like a brand dream. And it's like it goes all the way back to like the beginning or, or some bullshit. All right. So thank you, Nicole, for that. Now we also checked in with Shark. 
uh, our, our other resident Game of Thrones expert. Uh, I asked him, best part of the season. He said, pretty much the entire Spoils of War episode. Of course, that was number four this season, which yep. was off the charts. He goes, we got to see the full destructive force of a dragon versus a conventional army. That whole scene was jaw-dropping. However, my favorite part was the fight between Arya and Brienne. Arya is a boss, and he references we did our uh, Who Would Win in a Fight podcast a year or maybe even two ago, where Shark and I basically broke it down into brackets of, like, if it was a Tekken tournament with characters from Game of Thrones, who would win? And Shark says, I don't know if Arya would be number one, but she's definitely in the mix now. She is now, yeah, I think for sure. For sure. Uh, worst part of the season, Shark says, pretty much everything that happened north of the wall, the let's grab a white and show it to Cersei plan was just terrible from the start. Then Thoros died at the hands of a zombie bear, which was sweet. Shouldn't they have just held on to Thoros and let his ass turn? That's a good point. But maybe they maybe. didn't. Maybe they didn't know that, or did they know that? I don't think they did because well, remember they, they no, never I think show the, them. No, that's not turned. true. I, I think I think the wildlings know that, right? Because that's why they burn their dead. I think they do know that. Oh yeah. I think they might know that. He goes. Then the part where they were on the little island for what had to be days was also a load of bullshit. Why didn't the Night King start chucking his spear at them on the island? <laughs> the Hound was making true. that throw with rocks. The Night King could easily have picked them off. Also, the fact that the Whites can't do shit about water kind of pisses me off. Instead of building a big wall, Bran the Builder should have built a moat, and then everything would have been fine. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, he says, Tyrion and John's shitty plan almost ruined the season for me, but the reunions and the dragons were good enough for me to say, meh, let's forget about the stupid storyline. So that's sort of where if you really do focus in on on how long things last and A to B, then as long as there's a good payoff, to me, it's fine. Yes. The ends justify the means. Now, here's a question that I forgot to ask you before. Does Dario come back? Yes. I've been saying yes. He better come back. Yeah. I love I he think he's the best back. single fighter because they're going to be in, up such – think about it. The – the whole world is going to be in jeopardy of the White Walkers, so they need to at least tip off Dario Naharis or at least get him to join them. So, yeah, yep. you were, I, we better see him. I'll be really pissed. Uh, here's one of the comments from Shark. It felt like no one really important died this season, which was surprising. I know Little, Littlefinger got got, but I was expecting someone that viewers love to get killed. I thought it was going to be Jamie in the finale. That scene was intense. Also, I find myself liking Euron Greyjoy. I wish they in- introduced him earlier. He's a crazy bastard. So I agree what are you with talking Sh- about. Yeah, Viserion died. No, that's a good point. I would say that was the biggest death. That was the biggest character. People loved it. But as far as humans are concerned, Shark's probably right. Like none of those characters yeah. people have like a huge attachment to. Like Elena was a, was kind of like a fan favorite, but she's not she's not in the starting five. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like she's the sixth man. She's the first guy off the bench, but she's not a starter. Yeah, like people don't love Dick on Thoros of Mir. If Thoros of Mir was in it longer, they might, but he didn't get enough screen time. No, he hadn't been on there since, what, like the third season or something? Yeah, it was a while. Here's a question from Shark. Uh, Who the fuck is the Night King, and who are his generals? I know there's a popular theory that the Night King is Bran, or it's created by Bran, but I don't buy it. Yeah, I hope that one's wrong. That would would annoy me. I do do want him to be someone. I I read this really weird abstract theory that, like, the three-eyed raven is just old Bran, and they're like stuck in a time loop. Oh, uh, so then, but do you think the Night King is also Bran, though? Or is like connected? To, he's like a part yeah, of Bran. It it, it's like this weird thing. Is like this like weird part of him? Or he's probably a Targaryen because everybody's a Targaryen. Yeah, anyone who matters is a Targaryen. 
Uh, next to die, Shark says, I'm assuming we're going to see Tormund and Beric Dondarrion crawl out of the rubble of the wall, and then Beric is going to get killed by the Whites. Uh, I'm shocked he made it out of it. Uh, or I'm shocked he made it off that goddamn island. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they're just prolonging those guys. Uh, then Shark also chimed in with a season eight prediction. Uh, oh, did Nicole say the same thing? He says, Jon Snow kills Danny because she starts turning Mad Queen on us. Jamie kills Cersei. So I, I agree with him on that one. Sam and Bran find some way to defeat the Night King. Arya kills the Hound. Theon dies. And then he puts in parentheses, hopefully in some hilarious way. <laughs> and he his prediction, Tyrion, ends up on the Iron Throne. Oh, boy. So what do you think of that? Or Varys. That would be cool. Varys would be a cool one, too. But thank yeah. you very much, Shark and Nicole. Uh, great insight there. Some good questions. Um, we also... Davey, this is not something we're going to normally do. We're not going to open this up to, to anybody to do it, but we have a uh, an audio response to the last episode. Are you are you okay with that? I'm okay. It's with from it. a, a friend of the podcast, um, and here he is. How are you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. I'm CEO and founder of Cosplayer Nation. No, I'm just it's not him. I'm just kidding. not him. It's not him. <laughs> I'm just kidding about that. It's actually. Uh, Shime Time. He works here at WEEI, and he was really upset, and he's helped us out with, with stuff on the podcast before. He was, he was running a little hot about the finale. So let's, let's take a listen, shall we? Gentlemen, hello. It's a friend of the podcast, Shime Time. After having 24 hours, I have determined that the finale of Game of Thrones Season 7 was, in fact, one of the worst moments of my life. Okay, that seems a little strong, but let's let's hear him out, shall we? Immediately let's hear, following yeah, we'll, we'll hear him out. <laughs> the episode, I was extremely heartbroken, and I was extremely, as the kids would say, tilted, fam. I cannot believe that everything that they have worked for for years now all came crumbling down with one simple word. I, I bring you to the scene where Samuel Tarley sits next to Bran by the fire, and he goes on to talk about Jon Snow, our good friend, the one we've known as the son of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark. We knew it We knew it all along, but they finally told it to us. They outright said it. And they said that, they had a, that he had a name, a name that was different than the one that he had been living with all along. And I don't know about you, but I heard that name. And I literally said, you've got to be fucking kidding me. You're kidding, right? There is a 0.0% chance that that makes any sense at all. Literally, zero. You're telling me that John's name is going to be Aegon Targaryen. Well, let me tell you something. That ruins everything. Everything you've worked for. Everything that you've set up until right here, right now, is done. It's over. Finito, kaput, whatever you want to say, it's done. Because that is just lazy writing. If you don't remember, I'm going to fill you in. But Rhaegar had a son with Elia Martell. And his son's name was Aegon Targaryen. So you're telling me that John has a half-brother whose name was also Aegon Targaryen. That makes lots of sense. Like... I don't even, like, maybe Rhaegar is so, so dumb that he had to name his second son the same thing he named his first son. 
But what mother in their right freaking mind would name their child the same thing that her husband's ex-wife named her first son? Who the hell does that? No one. No one does that. Nobody. There's not a single person on the planet who does that willingly. It's ridiculous. Absolutely stupid. And not to mention, and this is just in the show. In the books, there's another person that's supposed to be named Aegon Targaryen too. Oh, uh, it, it's a it's a it's a giant befuddling moment that I don't understand in a show that has paid so much attention to the smallest of details. Every little thing has been laid out in this elaborate scheme, and then you go and screw it all up. What are you doing? It's lazy writing. From guys who have spent meticulous time and effort into putting everything the way it needs to be. Why? For what purpose does this get? Nothing. Just gives you nothing. Like if you had named him, it, it's one word. That word, Aegon. It could have been Aemon. A-E-M-O-N. Just like the maester he happened to meet up at the wall. Now that would have been some great symmetry. Nice little homage to the man who really helped John discover who he was. Not, you know, his heritage, but who he was inside. That would have been fine. You could have named him something similar to Daenerys, like Danaegon. I don't give a sh- I don't care. It, he could have been named Rhaegon, and it just happened to be the same name that 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 that, that Danny's dragon was named, or or Rhaegar, because he was named after his father, or by God, anything but fucking Aegon. Ugh, it makes me want to jump off a cliff, stick my hand in a blender, and then fucking die. I'm sorry I got really, really dark there, but it's true. I was so salty, so on tilt, so freaking mad. Because this is dumb. And if this, if anybody in their right fucking mind thinks that this was the best finale or one of the best episodes ever, you're an idiot. You're a moron. And you, your, your takes suck. And I hate you. Because that alone, that one moment sucked. I could have over. I can overlook the fact that I feel like it took about thirty seconds for a dragon to take down a wall that had been standing up for thirty thousand years. I can get over the fact that it basically seems like they have portals and they can move from here to there in no time at all. I can. I can suspend some disbelief, but for God's sakes, I cannot allow bad writing. I'm done. I. I am so mad. Good thing this show is not coming back for 18 months because I don't think I can listen to another fucking word that that show has to say for a while. Shout out, Team Incest. You uh, as mad as Shime is about uh, Aegon? Seems like nitpicking, doesn't it? He's nitpicking there. I feel like I'm not as upset. I feel like uh, it was kind of lame, sure, but I didn't get as hot about it. I think I hope. I hope everything's all right with Shime. I hope. He- I think everything's all right too. I think you know maybe there's some un- there's some underlying issues there. Maybe that's not what he's upset about. You know what I mean? That's what I'm afraid of. Is there something that's else that's bothering isn't him? It? That's nitpicking. That's nitpicking, isn't it? Uh, it's actually a two word review. It was shit sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Could have just said shit sandwich. That was a. He was really he was really fired up. Now George Foreman did name all of his kids George Foreman. That is true. And you know what's the most impressive part of that entire rant? Was that is the fact that Shime pronounced all the names correctly? Oh, he nailed he nailed it. Well, obviously he he's got a passion for these names. Clearly, 
Yeah. So he better get them right, and he did. Well, when we play Overwatch with him, I don't think he said a single character's name correctly the entire time we played with him. <laughs> so it's impressive point. to me that he actually said the name correctly. That's actually a good point. Uh, that's fair enough. So there's the final thoughts here, Ryan, on Game of Thrones Season 7. I I would say one thing I did notice, and even a little bit of last season, is if you start watching older episodes with these episodes, I don't know if it's just because the books, are, are they're no longer working off of the book. Maybe they have different writers. I don't know. It does seem like the dialogue is kind of, I don't know if it's dumbed down is the right way for it, but it, they, the characters sound different now than they did earlier. Well, it's definitely a lot quicker. Like the pace yeah. of, the, the, yeah. the, of this talking is quick. They're much more to the point. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. All right. You ready for the next part of the, or I think we put yes, a pin on it. We, we both enjoyed it. We both enjoyed it. We're looking forward to the next season, which isn't going to come out for another year and a half. Absolutely. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. All right, Ryan. Kick, receive, defend a goal. I will defer. kick. Kick. Just, I'll, I'll defer. No, I'll I, defer. I will, re- I will receive, of course. And um, you know what? I think I've mentioned this on the podcast. I don't know. Or maybe it was on the, on the YouTube channel. But I, I, I told myself I wouldn't do it. But I've now become a collector of Funko Pops. I'm a grown, oh. I'm a grown adult man. And I am now starting to add Funko Pops to my Dragon's Lair. And uh, on theme, I have two Game of Thrones characters. I have Arya Stark and I have Tyrion Lannister. Nice. And I've seen a new, they have a new Night King exclusive. And this thing looks pretty badass. Yep. But I think I'm going to, I have a few other ones that are like in random categories. But I think my, my two, I also have a Freddy Krueger and a Jason Voorhees. I have a couple of video game guys. I have a Green Arrow, but I think I might have to focus on like certain genres. And I think I'm going to do horror, horror villains, and Game of Thrones characters. I think that I like that. Those are going to be the two th- things that I focus on. And the, at least you know when your your obsession with these things and your collection of these things has an end point. You know what I mean? Yes. Right. You're not just going all Mac and Goo on and going willy nilly and just buying every Funko you can find. Those guys have a million million goddamn Funkos. Yeah. Yes. But yes. But that's and my, there's no rhyme or reason to it. They're just like no, this is cool. Well, no, they got some good ones. They got yeah, oh yeah. But they have all different uh, genres. That's that's true. But I just wanted to sort of a confession to let everybody know that I, a man in his 30s who's married to a to a woman, and I have several Funko Pops, and, and <laughs> I'm going to continue to buy them. So there you go. That's a little something about me. What do you got? I got uh, I got a pick and a plug. Pick, pick and a plug. Pick and a plug. So uh, my pick of the podcast this week is a is a game that's been on Steam. It's on PC. Uh, that's kind of it's kind of funky. I've gotten a little bit of time with it. It's called Absolver, um, and it is a melee combat game mixed with a card game mixed with an RPG. Oh, so it's a little it's a little funky where like you get a set of skills you start off with, and then depending on who you defeat and and I think how you do it, you receive cards and like loot from these people. Okay. And it's in the the loot you get are like different moves and different like you know what I mean. So yeah. you can kind of style your fighter that way, and you can like people can teach you. You can trade oh, skills. Cool. I like that. So and it so that's been out for a little bit uh, on PC. It just came out for consoles today. So ah. that's so that's that's kind of my pick um, and my plug. And it's a selfish one. Um, I mentioned this on Twitter. Um, I forget exactly who mentioned this, but they wanted us to do me to do like a classics dork where I talk about uh, movies from antiquity, uh, <laughs> such as you know. Um, so I thought that was a good idea, but I didn't think necessarily it was an idea for an entire podcast. Right. 
so what I'm going to start doing is I've, I've cleared it with you, obviously, is yes. I'm going to start using the YouTube channel to do kind of like one-offs where like they, it wouldn't necessarily be an entire episode, but I'll give you my picks for the best uh, um, Greek and Roman movies uh, in the dork world. Yes. Um, I have an, a couple ideas coming, including uh, Dork Rock. Ooh, Dork Rock. We talk about nice. Dork Rock. So, um, so like those are going to be like uh, my own little spin-off series that happens to be on video. So you I can love see it. my mug. I love it. That sounds very yep. good, very enjoyable. Next week on Hashtag Dork, we will get to The Defenders. I know it's been out for a little while, but uh, obviously with Game of Thrones, that sort of takes precedence. But next week, The Defenders. So make sure you check that out on Netflix if you're interested. It is eight episodes long. You get your Daredevil, your Jessica Jones, your Luke Cage, your Iron Feast. Uh, have you finished it? I, I watched the whole thing. I may watch it again. Have you watched the whole thing yet? I'm, I'm almost there. I think I have two more episodes left. And a mild spoiler... Daredevil still the best character. Iron Fist still the worst. Yeah, hard to argue that. That is for sure, for sure the case. So, <laughs> so next week we got the Defenders coming your way. Of course, you can follow us or you can subscribe and leave us a, a, a review on iTunes. You can check us out on Twitter at Dork Podcast YouTube, which we're going to be putting more videos up as you just heard Davey mention. Just go to YouTube.com/slash/DorkPodcast and you can subscribe right there. We also occasionally Snapchat. I think it's just hashtag Dork Podcast. You can look for it there. Or if you want to follow Jess Davey, you can do so at... R. Von D. on any social media. So just come come get me. There you go. That's that's our Game of Thrones episode. Let us know what you think. Again, you can, tweet, oh, you can also email us, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you like the, uh, the season, you dislike the season, you agree with some of our predictions, or I'm sure you have some own uh, theories of your own. Uh, and Davey, you usually like to uh, wrap up with, I think, some important notes before we uh, sign off. Yeah, I'm just going to uh, just just a word of caution right now. And I know what's happening in my neighborhood right now uh, and that there's a real threat happening um, in the wilderness. And that is uh, coyotes. Sure. And uh, it's getting that season where these 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 yellow eyed bastards are going to start trying to fatten up for the winter. So you're right. going to want to hide your, your cats. Yeah. You want to bring them inside. Yeah. Um, and I hate to say this, Richard, it pains me to say this, but, you know, small children. Yeah, sure, you know, these, kids, these yeah. Sons of, these sons of bitches are crazy, and and they, they right. come at you not one at a time, but no. there's going to be a couple of them. Packs. Don't pet them. Don't come near them. And for, for the love of Christ, don't feed them. Don't you dare feed them. That's, then, that's exactly the opposite of what I'm trying to tell you right now. Yeah, you're right. Do the opposite of that, because then you're going to have a real coyote problem on your hands. Yeah, and those crazy, like I said, those yellow-eyed bastards... Right. They'll just come right for you. So you, you stay out of their way. <laughs> really important words. Thank you, Ryan. No problem.